Alright, we've got three stories from Curiosity.com to help you get smarter in just a few minutes. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn about a 4,000-year-old mystery code, how the necrobiome is helping forensic scientists, and the seven beliefs of emotionally healthy people. Let's satisfy some curiosity on the award-winning Curiosity Daily. We've solved a lot of ancient mysteries, but one piece of work has been stumping archaeologists and historians for a long time. It's called the Disk of Phaistos. It's a mysterious work of unknown origin, purpose, and meaning, and it was written about 4,000 years ago. Ready to bust out your decoder ring? I love this. I mean, we already figured out the Rosetta Stone. Now this is a new mystery to solve. It's almost as mysterious as the Da Vinci Code. Ooh. <laughs> Before the Greeks, there were the Minoans. They were incorrectly named after the legendary king Minos by 19th century archaeologists, and they ruled the island of Crete for about 600 years, from around 2000 to 1400 BCE. Now, the Minoans were the first known civilization to create art depicting natural scenes without human figures, and their palace-building prowess was way ahead of its time. Were they aliens? I'll leave that up to you to decide. In 1908, an expedition found a disc in the Minoan palace of Phaistos. It's a single circular piece that's just over six inches in diameter, and it's adorned on both sides with a spiral of symbols. Yes, a spiral. There are 241 total symbols made up of 45 distinct figures. Here's where it gets out of control. They are not carved into the clay. Instead, they were imprinted using stamps. So every symbol appears the exact same way every time. It's unlike any other form of writing from the period. But more than that, the recurring symbols and the sequential structure strongly imply that this is some sort of readable message. But we have no idea what it says. I mean, there's a whole Wikipedia entry of proposed solutions, including the idea that it might be a prayer to a Minoan mother goddess. But according to Elizabeth Barber, a professor of linguistics and archaeology, we don't have enough statistical information to confirm or disprove any claim like that. I mean, we're talking about a script where only 241 instances of 45 distinct signs of non-alphabetic texts are known, like anywhere. It would be like trying to figure out a language from one page of one book in English. Not a lot of context there. But what it specifically says may not even be the point. In a very real sense, the Phaistos disk is the earliest known example of movable type. It just never took off like the Gutenberg press did, which happened about three millennia later. So the Minoans were perhaps a bit ahead of their time. You know how you've got millions of bacteria living inside your gut called your microbiome? Well, a corpse also has a colony of bacteria, and it's called the necrobiome. And forensic scientists can do a lot with it. Buckle up, CSI fans. We're about to go full Halloween season on you. I don't usually like talking about dead bodies and corpses and things. Yeah, you really don't. But the science behind this is kind of cool. I think it's super cool. You know, I'm not like into horror movies or anything like that, but I really kind of like the dead stuff when it comes to science. It's neat. The area of microbial forensics is pretty new, and that means that a lot has been discovered in a short amount of time. In 2013, researchers figured out that the necrobiome of decaying mice could tell them the animal's time of death to within three days over a nearly two-month period. In 2016, the same researchers figured out that the habitat didn't matter. The same type of microbes follow the same predictable processes, whether they were in a desert, prairie, or forest. And that lets scientists use them to judge the time of death no matter the location. This is a lot more accurate than measuring decomposition, since a corpse rots a lot faster in the summer heat than it does in the winter snow. 
Not to mention the fact that insect species come and go with seasons, and they can change the rate of decay too. Now you might wonder what good it is to just study mice, but don't worry. There are researchers working on real human cadavers too. Some people donate their bodies to decompose on body farms, where forensic scientists study what happens to corpses over time. Yes, this is actually a thing you can do. In 2016, researchers from the City University of New York took DNA from bacteria they found in some of these cadavers. Then they used machine learning to create a model that could predict the time of death to within roughly two days. There's still a lot to learn about how elements like weather, health, drugs, and other variables affect the way a body decomposes. But whatever the results, the necrobiome will surely play a big role. You probably know somebody who always seems to have a good attitude, no matter what life throws at them. Well, it turns out that there are a few beliefs emotionally healthy people tend to hold. And taking them on could be the key to being happy yourself. I think both of us probably would say we believe some of these things. I think so, for sure. You seem like relatively happy people. Yeah, you seem to always have a good attitude. Do I? Good. This list comes from Dr. Ellen Hendrickson, a psychologist who identified a pattern of beliefs she saw in people with stable and successful emotional health. Now, nobody carries all of these beliefs all the time. And it's definitely not healthy to beat yourself up if you have a hard time believing all of these things yourself. But they could be a good place to start. So here are the things that you may want to start believing if you want to be a happier person. The first belief Say it with me. I can stay the course. After all, if you're confident you can stick to a plan, then you're already on the way towards actually carrying it out. The second belief, I can do things I don't feel like doing. The technical term for this is mood-independent behavior. It basically means that sometimes you want to do something but don't feel like it. So here's a piece of advice. Start by doing the thing. Either your mood will catch up and you'll be happy, or the thing will be done and then you don't have to deal with it. Either way, you win. The next belief, I can roll with the punches. This belief reinforces your ability to adapt to your plans. Belief number four, everyone deserves to be treated with respect. Oh man, that one's tricky these days. But you really can't have a stable and healthy emotional life if you look down on people for their income, profession, race, class, gender, any of that stuff. To be healthy, it's important to recognize that we are all deserving of the same respect. The fifth belief is, I can laugh at myself. Having a little perspective can make setbacks seem a lot funnier. I can definitely relate to this. I have had some bad days and it just gets to the point where I'm just like, all right, whatever, I'll deal with it. Next up is this belief. I am capable. Believing that you're resilient enough to accomplish what you set out to do is one of the surest ways to prevent anxiety. And the final belief, I can love and I am capable of love. To back this up, just look at the study of adults' development. That's a study out of Harvard that started in 1938 and is still going strong after 80 years. The current director of that study boils down what he learns to five words. Happiness is love, full stop. Practice these in the mirror or something, and who knows? Maybe someday you'll have a better attitude about life. Before we go, I want to mention something super cool. We just hit a milestone with our Amazon Echo Flash Briefing listeners. More than a thousand curious listeners have made our show part of their daily routine. We're thrilled at the chance to help you satisfy your curiosity. If you're enjoying our show on any device, you could actually do us a huge favor by leaving a five-star review on our Amazon Flash Briefing skill. It's easy to find. Literally just go to Amazon.com and type in Curiosity Daily in the search box. We are the top result. You can leave a review just like you do for any product on Amazon. 
It should only take a second. Almost everyone has given us five stars. And thank you so much if you have done that. But can I say something? Someone left us a three-star review, literally, the first day our skill was added to the Flash Briefing directory. And it was because we had this back-end quirk where, like, five episodes would play in a row instead of just one. So I noticed that problem and fixed it within 12 hours. And I replied to the reviewer with a comment saying we fixed it. But no, this completely anonymous, quote-unquote, Amazon customer won't update his review. <sighs> Life is hard, Ashley. Please help Cody chill out a bit. You're really helping me so I don't have to deal with the drama. By leaving us a five-star review. Just search for Curiosity Daily on Amazon.com. We'll also put a direct link to our flash briefing skill in today's show notes. Join us again tomorrow for the award-winning but somehow not rated five stars on Amazon, Curiosity <laughs> Daily, to learn something new in just a few minutes. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Stay curious. On the Westwood One Podcast Network.